Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm your host, Jordana Levine, and this week, we're not talking about the moon. Nope. (laughs) I thought with everything going on in the world right now, it was a good time to bring back Lunar Lover guest interviews. But not just conversations about any old thing. I wanted to bring you conversations that would be helpful while navigating this new way of life. Over the next few weeks, you'll hear from all sorts of bright sparks, bringing you helpful and enlightening interviews to make your time in ISO just that little bit easier. I kick off with one of my favorite people and my personal financial coach, Betsy Westcott. I know that many of you, myself included, are having to rejig their finances, whether it's due to job loss or reduced income or just being practical about the future. And while there are a few initiatives out there to help, it can all be a little overwhelming sometimes to understand what the hell it all means. Betsy is here to help us not only understand it, but make it fun and hopefully get you a little bit excited about building financial resilience. A little caveat, however, that this conversation is for general information purposes only. Nothing contained in it is or is intended to be construed as individual financial, tax or legal advice. You should, before you act or use any of this information, consider the appropriateness of this information having regard to your own financial situation and requirements. Before making any commitment of a legal or financial nature, you should seek advice from a suitably qualified professional. Okay, with that out of the way, please enjoy my conversation with the beautiful Betsy Westcott. The reason I wanted to get you on is because you are my personal finance well-being coach is that what we call you finance well-being coach? Um, yeah financial financial wellness coach yeah oh, fina- yeah fi- financial wellness coach or, or well-being either way right? yeah I, I think <laughs> I think when it comes to money in like everyday circumstances it's really hard to get your head around it and sort of work out what everything means and you know how you can get money to serve you and all this sort of stuff but we're also going through this unprecedented crisis for lack of a better Mm -hmm. word (laughs) and I think um money troubles and money issues have come up a lot for people and if you don't really understand how your finances are working and what it means to perhaps take money out of super or mm-hmm. what are what are the ways in which the government's supporting me it can be really really overwhelming absolutely yeah so <laughs> yeah. i thought it would be really nice for us to have a chat and maybe just for you to sort of 
explain some of the things that we're being told and don't really understand and and maybe make it all sound a little bit less scary (laughs) yeah well I will I will do my very best um and I I think it's so important because one of the reasons like I love being a financial coach is I'm, I'm not here to give advice and be like you should buy this investment property and that stock I'm just here to translate. Like that's that's kind of my job as a financial coach is being a translator for all the jargon that's yeah. out there and being like, what does it mean? Yeah, because um, it's confusing. It's like they try and trick you on purpose. I know they're not, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, do you know what? I think um, I often sort of debate this amongst other financial colleagues and friends is that like the industry assumes a lot of knowledge, um, but then... The reality is we don't actually get taught a lot of these mm. things and so we're spoken to with an assumption of, of a base level of knowledge that actually we don't have. So if, if, if the financial industry could please invest a bit more time in speaking to people in a language that actually resonates with them and that they understand, I think we'd actually see much um, better results in terms of our community's financial well-being. Mm. But you know, just like anyone, when you when you hear something, you don't really understand it, but you feel like you should understand it. These like fame <laughs> come up. It's <laughs> yeah. funny. I've watched, um, as everyone has, I'm sure, a lot of the you know press conferences that are being held by the prime minister and um, the premiers and all of this. And they've got you know they've got the woman up the front who's doing the sign language. And I <laughs> often think they really also need a woman up the front who's in like PR or some sort of media um kind of liaison who can kind of break down what they're actually saying because (laughs) we have no idea what's actually going on (laughs) yeah where's that translator we really need to bring them out (laughs) make it relatable and fun and like applicable you know yeah. Yeah. yeah um what I what I would like to um talk to you about though before we get into the money stuff is what like what's going on for you? How how has this affected your day-to-day life? What have you had to shift around? Uh lots of different things. It's um I mean on a on a physical level, um I had to do 14 days of quarantine um recently and that impacted not only me but my husband and Why he did runs you have his- to do that. So, oh my God, so the irony, um, I, I have my day job, um, which I work for a, a large corporate organization, and um, if you're at a certain level, they'll pay for you to get these health checks, which is like awesome. They do everything from like bloods to uh, skin care checks, your lung capacity, like the full, the full shebang, um, and I'd signed up for it ages ago, and this was sort of uh, mid-March that my appointment was due and uh, I checked with them. I was like, oh, can I still come in, you know, corona, all that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, fine. Um, and then about two days later, I got a call from the health department saying one of the doctors from the consultation no. had COVID, yeah. So, oh, my um, God. <laughs> so I was like, ah, damn. Oh, so, um, let's see. Yeah, so my um, and so they said technically my husband didn't have to self isolate, but because he was a casual contact, and I was like, look, there's nothing casual about our contact. No, <laughs> how is he a casual contact if you sleep in the bed next to him? Yeah, well, because he hadn't been exposed to someone who had um, 
been like confirmed as a case because I was yes. like uh, high risk but not confirmed. Um, but so anyway, we made the decision that really he um, he ought to isolate too. So we did, but he runs his own business um, as uh, selling wine and from runs a big home. Um, well, he had to do it from home. Um, oh, but not usually. He's not usually working. Oh, not from usually. Home. Okay. No, no, no. So um, you know, he had to hire some extra staff to kind of cover what he does and negotiate with his business partner about how they're going to do that. Um, so there was that. And then um, work-wise, yeah, it's just like I can do all my jobs and stuff from home, which is great and I'm incredibly lucky. I'm an extrovert. And you know how you see all those memes about please check in on your extrovert friends because yeah. I don't know how this works. <laughs> Send help, guys, <laughs> or just a message or something because – um, the extrovert in me is not coping. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? Because I, I'm an introvert and I work from home, so my life hasn't changed much at all. And I didn't think to check on my extrovert friends. But you're right, it is, it's a big shake-up. Yeah, if, you're, if you get your energy from being around people and, you know, I, I love bantering and debating and playful and having a laugh and, you know, dressing up and heading out into the world – that's how I get my energy. And, uh, yeah, I'm just dressing up for myself now. <laughs> Are you getting dressed for work every day? Yes. I yeah. see it as a, like, a form of self-care for me. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my, like, top-knot, tracky-dack, ugg-boot days. Yeah. Um, but I feel, I feel better when I, I keep to my routines of exercise and getting dressed and, and starting the day and finishing the day. So, um, so I'm still doing it. That's good. I think that's important. I mean, I don't do that working from home and I really should. I am usually in tracksuit pants. I sit on the floor at the coffee table rather than at my desk. Like I do all the things you're not meant to do. <laughs> well, I think it's what works for you though, isn't it? Like, like most things in life, it's just personal, whatever makes you feel well. But if you're doing something and it doesn't make you feel well, then absolutely. Yeah, maybe. then you need to shake it up a bit. <laughs> all right let's talk about let's talk about finances in um in relation to what's going on with the pandemic mm. um I guess we were just talking about it before but you know there's people are going to be sitting on a spectrum here there's people that have lost their jobs and they don't have any income there's people yeah. that are waiting to hear about job keeper I know so many people who are sort of in this really gray area when it comes to job keeper Yep. And so they still don't sort of know if they're eligible. And then we've got Job Seeker, only if you've got a Centrelink number. And if you don't, you're hanging on the phone for hours. And it's all very confusing. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's, it's something that so many of us will have never, ever, like, expected to be in that position. Um, we've had 26 years of economic growth, meaning that, like, every year the country's making money and people are generally doing well. We haven't had a recession where, you know, the economy's contracting and things are tough. So, you know, we've been here having a good time for quite a long time and yeah. things like not being able to pay your bills or not knowing where your next paycheck's coming from is pretty foreign to most of us in the lucky country. And, uh yeah, it's not a nice feeling. No, I, um, but there's, really something, there's something very comforting about everyone going through the same crisis. I think so. I think it kind of gives us a sense of community 
and it's it's not just me like mm. I, I don't know if you ever find this but I often I'm I'm a fairly open book and I think I do it because often when I talk about something that I'm either struggling with or is bothering me and someone else goes, hey, yeah, me too, I suddenly feel better because yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm not a weirdo or I'm, I'm not, it's not that I'm just not good enough or I haven't got the right skills. It's that, you know, these are human conditions that everyone feels. So, so looping back to the whole we're all in this together, I think that there's comfort in community, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the shame element that comes with a lot of financial woe sort Mm. of gets taken away because none of this was our fault. (laughs) We didn't do this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like um, there's a great book uh, called Black Swan and I, of course, now can't think of who the author is, but it talks about often the things that, you know, really throw chaos into our lives are events that, you really couldn't have predicted like Mm. maybe in hindsight because like you know hindsight vision is 2020 um (laughs) but it's usually these like black swan events that you um you just don't see coming and um I would I would put coronavirus pandemic in that category of like definitely (laughs) this was not on my vision board Jordana (laughs) absolutely not that's so funny. Okay, so let's start with let's start with the government support. Like what what should we do if we have lost our job? So, it really depends on um like how you've lost your job because as we're hearing there's this new term that I'd never heard of before called stood down. Um and we keep hearing about being stood down. Um, which is a little different to when we traditionally think about losing your job because you've been made redundant and the job doesn't exist anymore. So just to pause on those two. So stood down is when um, your employer has like stopped operating or has seriously reduced their operating, meaning that you can't do your job right now. But it's not, you've not been fired. Okay, um, so you're not unemployed. Yeah, you're not unemployed. It's just that you can't go to work and you're not being paid. Mm. Uh, but that the job exists, it's just there's nothing for you to do right now. And, and a lot of, you know, you see here in the airline industries with, like, say, Virgin and um, Jetstar and Qantas, they've stood down most of their team. And it, what it just means is that there's no flights. <laughs> so there's nothing for them to do. So the employer... Um, can't pay them to do their job because the work doesn't exist right now. But uh, presumably that when we come out of this and the flights start happening again, those people will resume their jobs. Um, So that's the stood down kind of the Betsy definition (laughs) of stood down versus redundant. So if you're made redundant, it means that your job no longer exists and will not exist mm. in the future is is what sort of a redundancy is so so if you're stood down this is where the job keeper payment comes in um and it just got passed through parliament so this is for businesses whose revenue and so the amount of business that they're doing has shrunk by more than 30 percent mm. um and there's a bit of criteria in that you have to be making less than one billion dollars so i think that's most of us <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Um, It'd be a nice problem, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Oh, oh, I'm not eligible. Making more than a billion. Damn. Well, see, the thing is, if if your if your revenue is more than a billion, um, that you can still be eligible. You just had to have 
a 50% contraction. So okay. half of your stuff has to have disappeared. But so either way, so if you're in that stood down category, that job um, keeper payment kicks in, which is about um, $1,500 per fortnight. Um, and I think it's payable from March 30th and it lasts for up to six months. Um, and that's so that for you know companies whose work stopped and they've had to stop paying their employees because there's not enough or any work for them to do, this is the government's sort of tool to go, okay, we're going to keep paying you a, a notional amount to get you through um, with the view that when everything kicks back up again, your job is still there, you've been able to get through and not take a new job um, because you've been able to sort of, you know, go into this like holding period and receive this income. So that's your job keeper. If you're made redundant um, where like your employer says, look, your job doesn't exist anymore, um, that one's a little different. So um, if you're made redundant at any point, <laughs> irrespective of global pandemic, um, you're always entitled to your final paycheck. And then you may also be entitled to a redundancy payout. Um, and that's a calculation based on what your salary is and how long you've worked for that employer before your redundancy was made. Um, and the Fair Work Ombudsman um, website, which is a government website, has some really good guides around that. So, um, yeah, do check out fairwork.gov.au. So... Have people have people been made redundant during this time? Is that how employers are releasing them of their duties? So some, so most people are getting stood down as in like, you know when we hear about, oh, we're just going into hibernation for a mm. while? Most of those people are getting stood down and the key definition or I guess the key distinction is that they're expected to go back to work when the economy resumes basically whereas made redundant is look your job doesn't exist anymore it's time to look for a new job um and so that one is where you then register for something like the new start allowance or often called the job seeker payment mm -hmm. um and that's um again you go for all of these you go to centrelink so hence why centrelink's a little overwhelmed <laughs> right now but um the job seeker payment means my job no longer exists i need to find a new job um and this payment is there to help you to continue to pay your rent and buy your groceries and do your thing whilst you start looking for a brand new job so so one's on pause and one's ended mm. is basically the difference and mm. then i guess there's this real real gray area which is sole traders yes yeah yes. Yeah, so sole, so if you're self-employed, you may be eligible for the job keeper payment. Um, there is some criteria and th there is some really good fact sheets online, um, although I also appreciate <laughs> they're also very confusing because I was even reading through them and I was like, okay, so you have to have, you know, been in, engaged in running your business from this date to that date. You need to have been able to, prove that your income as a you know self-employed person is reduced by 30 percent which and so on betsy so, i just find like i and this is just me getting personal now because yeah i can use it as an example like if i was to compare this march with last march mm -hmm. i'm probably making more than i was last march but yeah. all of my potential clients for april may and june have disappeared so for them to be looking mm -hmm. at 
because I think it, I think it was March that was the the month that they're looking at when they're comparing. Uh, it is for now. I'm sure as like we tick into April and tick into May, you'll you'll look back like you'll you'll be able to take that month into account and yeah. then the next month into account. But you're right, a lot of it is retrospective um, because for them to for you to prove that you qualify for support, you need to show what's what's already happened. Yeah, um, which is tough because if you are, you know, if you like many Australians are sort of living month to month, um, having a whole month where you've got to wait before you can then qualify for a payment. Uh, how do you pay your bills in that totally. month? Totally, and it's yeah. a lot. I'm finding, you know, there just seems to be a lot of kind of. Um, loopholes that work that are working in the government's favor and not necessarily in the self-employed favor favor like for example people in the arts and entertainment industry who have not been contracting to the one employer for a long period of time because they're working on different movies or you know um, doing stage productions or whatever it might be and so they're not actually eligible for JobKeeper. No, and the same for casual employees. If you are a casual employee but you haven't been, if you've not been with your employer for um, more than 12 months, so if you've been there less than 12 months, sorry, (laughs) that would be an easy way to explain it, Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, then you may not be eligible for Mm. some of the support payments. And this is where um, lobbyist groups and um, unions are really stepping up and trying to deal with, I guess, uh, it's my, for lack of a better term, but these, these fringe scenarios, because um, I think we know what, what the government looks to do is they're like, okay, how can we solve the biggest problem mm. for the largest cohort, solve that, and then it's like, okay, how do we then deal with the, the second biggest co- group of people and the third largest group of people, and then they kind of go down um, in that order. But you're right, yeah, it's really tough if you are – you're in one of those unusual scenarios where you might be uh, a foreign student working in Australia and, you know, you, you've paid your uni bills but you need to work in a cafe to pay your rent but that cafe is closed down, you're not eligible. for. And, and also I guess like for a lot of millennials in, say, the hospitality industry, you don't mm-hmm. usually stay with an employer as a casual for 12 months. Like most people are yeah. moving around quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that will be really doing it tough there. Um, so, the, like, yeah, if you're a part of a union, that would be a good place to chat to. Um, I mean, even just if you can get on to Centrelink, having a chat to them and seeing how, what other support can you get. Um, but also I, I really love looking at the moneysmart.gov.au website um, because – for anyone experiencing hardship, there is um, things that you can do in terms of, um, and I'm just trying to get the little links up, but, you know, in terms of financial support, financial counselling, if you're mm. worried about debt payments. Um, and if, like, irrespective of whether you're in the situation where you can or can't get government support, if you are struggling to make ends meet, there is help out there. We've got the National Debt Helpline. Um, you've got your St. Vinnie's, your Lifeline, your um, Salvation Army, and they'll help with things like food or maybe accommodation if you're in, you know, uh, if you really are struggling. If it's just like you're struggling to make 
your bill payments, so maybe like your loan payments with the bank or something like your phone provider or electricity provider, contact them and let them know what's going on. A lot of them have... In case you haven't heard, uh, it's a corona yeah. pandemic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, really? Thank you. No. <laughs> um, but they will often have um, hardship relief um, that they can provide to you when you mm. are struggling financially. So um, don't keep it to yourself. Don't yeah. struggle in silence ask for help and like I know you know often we'll feel embarrassed about asking for help or feeling shame that we're in this situation put those feelings aside Um, don't let that get in the way of you asking for support because so many people are feeling this right now and and there's lots of people that want to help I'm, I'm seeing really heartwarming things around people making care packs for, you know, for say, for example, someone who's got a mobility issue, making care packs and delivering them. Or yeah. there's lots of people donating to um, different centres like your Vinnies, like your Salvation Army, so that they can provide more community support. So it is out there and uh, it's just that, you know, for a lot of us, we've, we've lived the good life <laughs> for mm-hmm. most of our lives and we've never thought we'd, we'd ever have to call on these things. But um some sometimes shit happens and and you need to ask for help and there is no shame in asking for help because um if we can if we can see this thing through we will come out the other side life will go on jobs will resume um it's just about getting through this really tough period absolutely so let's talk a little bit about um dipping into savings Mm. um and and in particular dipping into super because I, <laughs> I have a feeling I know what you're going to say here, but it's very tempting to be able to do this. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, Molly and I wrote an article <laughs> this week and uh, one, of the, my, one of my lines was, don't touch your face, don't touch your super. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw the article and I was like, oh, shit, damn it. <laughs> yeah. But look, I mean, I, I put a caveat on that. If you're experiencing extreme financial hardship, it may make sense. Yeah. to touch your super. So I would kind of go in this kind of, um, I would sort of approach it with this level of priority. So, um, you know, what government support can I get? What financial relief can I get would be my first port of call. My second port of call would be like, okay, what savings can I dip into? Because, um, you know, we always say savings are for those OMG moments for that rainy day. Um, this qualifies. As yeah, an I was going to say this is an OMG moment, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. This is what we. This is why we have these savings. Um, so then dip into that, um, and then if you know if it means like you might need to move back in with family for a while, or um, if it does mean you've got to reach out to um, agencies like your St. Vinnie's or your Lifeline or whatever, like do that, and then if. Um, if you've sort of exhausted all of those and dipping into your super um, is an option, then potentially do that. It is capped at $10,000. Um, so you can pull out 10000 in this financial year, so from now until June 30, and then you can pull out a second $10,000 next financial year, so after the 1st of July. Um, the, the thing I caution is, is that um, – 
Super is you're there to support you in your retirement. And say you're about 30 years old today um, and you take out $10,000 from your super, what that 10000 would equal when you retire in, um, at, say, 65, would be around that $50,000 mark. So, wow. Uh, yeah, so if for every dollar you take out today, you're sort of denying yourself about $5 in the future. Okay, see, that is what I needed to hear. Mm, yeah, and that's, that's on a conservative assumption. I've assumed like that your super is making an average of 6% per annum over 35 years. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not insignificant, and, and that's why it's a like, you know, make sure you've explored alternative avenues of support before you go to the super one. Um, but, of course, if you're in extreme financial hardship, you're not thinking about 35 years' time. You're like, I need to feed my family today. I need to feed myself. I need to keep this roof over my head. Yeah. And, I, and I get it. So, um, again, it's, it's just about go with wh- what can I get from the government, what can I get from supportive agencies, what savings do I have. Okay, I've exhausted all of those. Now it's time to look at the super. But make it a last part. Last, last priority. Option. Now, I did hear a little rumor about a loophole in the super scheme at the moment. Have you heard uh, about this? Uh, more, more details? Which one? I think, okay, I want to get this right, and sure. but I might not. I think there's something about if you put, so if you put $10,000 into super mm-hmm. and then you take $10,000 out of super, you're not yeah. paying any tax on that. Is that right? Um, so if you, I, I'm just like literally thinking how that would work yep, as yep. I'm talking right now. So caveat if someone's listening to this and they're like, they're like that's wrong, Betsy. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> don't take this as side. financial advice. This is, <laughs> this is me just wondering. So when, when you make a contribution to super, um, it's taxed at 15% on the income it earns. So it goes in pre-tax. And then I guess, yeah, you pull it out. So, yeah, you possibly could save tax. I really wouldn't try to use a tax strategy. <laughs> okay. like, like, yeah, maybe. Um, not something I'd be advising people no. to do. I probably read it on Batuta Advocate, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, technically I suppose that could work. But um, I, I feel like that we've all got bigger fish to fry. Absolutely. <laughs> do that (laughs) what do you think about people who haven't necessarily lost their jobs um and they're still employed they're on salary still Mm. we don't really know the economic outcome of this on the country but i mean we can we can imagine it's not going to be wonderful um Mm. are there systems that people should start thinking about or putting in place Oh, hell yeah. Mm. There has never been a better time to prioritize your financial well-being than now. So, yeah, I would say this is a great opportunity to focus on your finances and start building some financial resilience. Um, So five things that I would do and in this order would be, first of all, take stock of like, well, where are you with your finances? Um, it seems like an obvious thing, but as, as we all know, a lot of us, we don't like looking at the money. It sounds boring, painful, yuck. I'd rather stick pins in my eyes. 
Um, but it's uh, you'll really appreciate your money when um, you're you're in a financial crisis and it's there to get you out of a tight spot. So first of all, take stock. And what I mean by that is write down everything you own, write down any money that you owe. So credit cards, personal loans, car leases, um, home loans, investment loans, IOUs, <laughs> fines, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, write them down. Then write down uh, all your income and then write down where you're spending your money on. So, um, And that sort of tells you where you are right now. So if you own more than you owe, uh, that means uh, you are have a net wealth positive position, meaning like you're worth more than the money that you owe people. So that's good. That's what you're aiming for. And then the second would be um, if you earn more than you spend, that's what you're aiming for as well. So you want to have money left over after you've paid out all your bills. Now, I get it. Checking out all your spending sounds hideous. Um, Don't worry. There's an app for that. (laughs) So (laughs) there's apps like Pocketbook or Foo, F-U app, um, and you just connect them to your bank accounts. Um, Obviously, you've got to consent to sharing your data, um, but they will do a monthly budget for you and help you figure out are you are you in the in the green <laughs> as in you've got money left over are you in the red which means you have no you have less you like spend more than you earn so so do that first second thing i always like to do is reprioritize your spending at a time like this so um once you've you've figured out where all your cash is going look at it and you know maybe even write down next to it is that a a high priority spend, something that is not negotiable, you've got to pay that. Often this is things like your your bills, like rent and electricity and buying food and stuff. Um, write down what's a medium priority spend, so something that's important to you but you could do away without if you had to. Um, these are things that like are important to you. So like for me, I really love my Glam Corner subscription <laughs> because... <laughs> It's eco-friendly and it sends me nice clothes and makes me feel good about myself. So that's one where I'm like medium priority spend. Um, I was going to say, be- can I make can I make um, hair my high priority? Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, this is the thing. Personal finance is a personal. Like, yeah, I'm with you. My hair, <laughs> high priority spend. Um, but you know, for my husband, it's probably low priority. Yeah. Let's be honest. And I guess um, it is a good time to think about financial priority because. A lot of the things that we're spending lots of money on, we aren't able to do at the moment. So going out for dinners, you know, going out for drinks, spending money on clothes. I mean, no one can see them at the moment. So we've kind of realized that maybe they're not as much of a priority as we make them out to be. Yeah, and look, and they're potentially just not a priority for right now. And this is where the the reprioritizing are kind of helpful because – you know, at different times of the year, we've got different priorities. So just dialing up the the priority stuff and dialing down the low priority stuff. So, you know, paying for a gym membership right now when you can't actually go to your gym, I don't know if that makes sense. And hopefully most of the gyms have paused memberships. But yeah. something like that where you're, you're paying for something that you're not using, well, you might want to switch that off. And then when life returns to normal, turn it on again. That's yeah. That's totally fine. But it's just... It's just having a look and going, okay, where can I cut back? And by doing that, then, you know, use that money and put it into either paying off high interest debt. So 
high interest debt is anything that costs you more than 10% in an interest rate, so mm. typical credit cards. Um, or if you don't have high interest debt, prioritize um, topping up or even starting some emergency savings and you know, aim to have $1,000, but um, I always encourage people to save three to six months worth of expenses in emergency savings um, for things like you can't work for three months because of a global pandemic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the fifth thing is um, if you can diversify your sources of income, that's, that's good. So if you have a full-time job, can you start a little side hustle to make extra money or, or can you even just start, um, you know, selling things um, that you don't need anymore rather than just throwing them away? Um, or you can diversify income through investing. It's a little bit more long-term, but um, definitely a, a good long-term goal to have is to have more than one source of income. Yeah, I feel like I've got about a million sources of income. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> so what what do you think are some money-savvy moves we can all start to make? So we've set up, we've reprioritized our spending. We're taking stock of where everything's going Mm-hmm. Um, topping up our emergency savings, diversifying our income. But yeah. what can we do on a really kind of practical level? Yeah, well, I'd start with, and you might have done a bit of this when you're reprioritizing the spending, but I like to call it like Marie Kondo, your bills. Mm. <laughs> so like I said, if there's something that you're paying for and you're not using, you might want to do away with that. Um, or it could be just... Um, using this time where we're not out socializing and and busy being fabulous um, to go, okay, I am actually going to look at my electricity bill and compare it to other providers and see if I can switch to save some money. Or, um, you know, it's been a couple of years since I looked at my home loan rate. Uh, I'm going to compare it with similar home loans in the market and see if there's a better rate out there and ask my bank to match it or, you know, refinance um, to a better deal. That's really easy ways to save money. And, um, and yeah, I'm like, what else are you going to do with this time apart from Netflix? <laughs> so that would be two of the things I'd say. And then um, I don't know about you, Jordana, but uh, I'm spending a lot of time on my phone um, and, like <laughs> – those are great little marketing tools these days. Every I'm yeah. getting so so many ads for like Bondi hair wave things and um, <laughs> I don't know, lights to make me look good if I'm doing an Insta story and yeah. just like so much marketing. Yeah. So um, another one I love doing every sort of 12 months or so is unsubscribing to marketing emails that I don't mm-hmm. like or I don't need in my life anymore. There's a great tool called um, un.roll and you can unenroll from all marketing emails or you can go through and select which ones you want to keep. Um, And that's a great way if you're like constantly receiving emails telling you about 50% off winter boots or something like that. And it is so tempting, isn't it? Especially when we're at home and a lot of the things that, you know, raise our endorphins like being out in the world have been taken away. Sometimes online shopping can feel the same. <laughs> oh, you should have seen me when I got my Glam Corner delivery yesterday. What is Glam Corner? Ah, oh, um, Molly, if Molly is listening to this, she's going to roll her eyes and laugh at me <laughs> talking about it. But it's um, 
well, it started out as a place where you could hire dresses. So a couple yeah, of years ago, I that's was what like I in. It was. Yeah, yeah. So like I was in peak wedding season mm. and it was just bloody bankrupting me. So um, started hiring dresses, but then they actually have a wardrobe subscription. And, and just by the way, this is not sponsored. Just <laughs> really happy. But um, I subscribe to them because I love fashion and looking good, but I, I don't like. I mean, obviously, like I'm trying to be smart with money and, and all of that. So I was like, how can I, you know, get access to great clothes without having to pay the full price for them? And then also I'm concerned for the environment and fashion is one of the biggest contributors to environmental waste. Yeah. And so by subscribing to a wardrobe and not buying one, um, it was a way for me to reduce my fashion consumption. But what does that mean to subscribe to a wardrobe? Oh. It's so good. So you pay, I think it's like 150 bucks a month for the top subscription Mm -hmm. and they send you three items of clothing at a time. So I usually get like dresses or coats or whatever. And then once you've worn them, you send them back. You don't have to clean them or anything like that. And then you send it back and they send you new stuff and they like, they've got so many. Do you always like what you receive? Sometimes I get it wrong. Sometimes I go a little bit, um, do you get (laughs) to choose? Yeah, you choose. Them. Oh, oh, yeah. you choose. They're not just like sending you stuff and like. No, and they you've got like stylists on there that can help you figure out what you should be wearing for your you know color tone and shape and size, um, which is super handy. Honestly, oh, that's so fun. Fun. I'm I'm such a glam corner crazy fan, but I love it because I I do love fashion and dressing up, but um, I don't want to spend the money and I also don't want to impact the environment, so. This is like the perfect solution. And are they always like current season stuff? Yeah, yeah. And it's like all these designs. It's really great for finding new like designers that you like and stuff. Like I'm really into like Australian fashion at Mm. the moment. I'm trying to support local. Um, And there's, um, right now, you can't see me, but I'm wearing this really um, cute, uh, faithful the brand dress. Really like it it's kind of fun and yeah <gasps> see I love this and I oh, think <laughs> that initially it sounded like a big splurge but I actually think it's a big money saver it's a, well personally it's been for me because I went down and then just like built a capsule wardrobe and like I'm totally girling out right now so forgive no, me I'm uh, loving it <laughs> but so I you know you get your, your really good pairs of jeans you know your great white tee your good coats, your good shoes. And then I accessorize with my glam corner. And that's when I buy, you know, the puffy sleeved, hot pink kind of frow frow shirt where it's so statement. You can only wear it once or twice and then you sort of, everyone's seen it before and you kind of get over it yourself or the fashion changes. So I get that stuff from glam corner, but then I invest in like really good quality pieces that yeah. you know you wear all, like your jeans and your sneakers and stuff that you wear all the time but do you yeah. ever become attached to a garment yes and then I just rehire it oh okay <laughs> oh of course you can rehire it yeah and then um, but I have bought a couple of items um like I discovered this new label called FWD forward or FWRD or something like that um and they had this just really gorgeous dress um that I hired for a couple of weeks in a row and I was like okay I'm going to buy this because yeah. I obviously love it. So, and do you buy it from Glam Corner? 
Um, I usually go then to the fashion label, um, but they do also sell their garments after like a certain time. Um, and you end up getting like pieces for like 60, 70% off the retail price. So, um, so they do do that, but yeah. So sometimes, um, some of your loved pieces come out there, but you know what? For some reason Zimmerman never seems to be in there and it makes me sad. (laughs) Oh, I love Zimmerman so much. Oh, they've got heaps of like Zimmerman and yeah. This is one of the terrible things that were not terrible because there's nothing terrible about living in Byron Bay, but Mm. I don't get an opportunity to wear Zimmerman dresses very often, you know? Uh, yeah, because, you know, it's it's cool coastal boho chic. Yeah, and, but anyway. I, I do miss city dressing sometimes, like as a yeah. city gal who grew up in the yeah. city, eastern suburbs. <laughs> I just, I really miss that. Mm. I feel you. I feel when I'm like back on the farm heading home to see the fam, um, yeah, the cows really just don't appreciate my passion. <laughs> <laughs> and it's deeply impractical if you're trying to get over a fence or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, time and place. <laughs> so do you – any sort of last little money tips or words for people who are just feeling a little bit down in the dumps really about – their financial situation at the moment yeah I would say um what would I say first of all you have everything within you to create financial well-being for yourself I know we receive these messages that the world of finance is complicated and you need to pay you know advisors lots of money to tell you how it works but basic financial well-being is um super simple and most of it's just about habits and mindset and if you got through grade five math then you know you can absolutely understand the world of finance um and two there's a lot of resources out there that are fun and engaging that where you can learn about money and and so forth and um so just get educated about it and um i would say three is like particularly if you're a woman um, if you are listening and you're like, oh, I just feel so bad that I don't get this money thing and I don't understand it, um, first of all, forgive yourself and then decide to get educated. But forgive yourself because the world of finance has not been inclusive um, mm. to women especially for, for decades. Um, it was only like a couple of decades ago that you couldn't open a bank account without the consent of a man. And, um, you know, a lot of the financial products that are out there um, don't actually account for the kind of, patterns of women's lives and so forth so oh that is um, so good to know mm, yeah. yeah so a lot of your like financial planning products and even superannuation right a lot of it the like analysis that people do around it is based on the assumption that your income is consistent mm. across your lifetime and continually goes up and as we know for women in particular that is not the case At um all. particularly to start a family yeah, yeah. So there's lots of people working to to change that now because women are becoming more economically empowered. Um, we're earning more, but also um, women are inheriting a lot more wealth. Um, I think two thirds of the world's wealth is set to be inherited by women over the next couple of decades. What which... does that mean? What do you mean by that? Well, so when uh, families pass away, traditionally money would go to the men in the family, but society's changed a lot um, and more and more wealth is distributed more fairly across 
men and women. And um, and this is sort of looking at a global trend because Australia's sort of been this way for a while. But globally, more women are able to inherit money and control money. So it, it basically just means that more women have um, financial control of themselves and their lives, um, which is exciting because women women do make money and have money uh, we tend to spend it on our families yeah. we tend to spend it on things like community and education and uh, invest in areas that create social change so um, I get very excited because I'm like great this all those things that we care about if, if more women control money then I think we'll see a lot more attention to things like ethical investing and, and, and so forth so um, yeah so anyway I've gone on a bit of a tangent there no but... no I think that's really interesting I mean I never kind of I mean I look you've worked with me before in this capacity at me as student you as coach where <laughs> I I don't actually understand any of it and because I never understood it to start with I just decided that I would never understand it ever mm, and so, so when you start to explain it like that in the in the way that the system isn't actually set up for us to understand it yeah nah. it makes I mean, like, you feel a lot better about it <laughs> honestly if you want proof just chuck finance into google um you will find a sea of blue and stacks of money and charts and a lot of serious men in suits and you're like god damn it where are all the women yeah. <laughs> where am i <laughs> um but it's really changing and like um something in my in my day job that i'm working with some exciting ladies on is how to how do we change the world of finance so that's more inclusive um so that it speaks to people in a way that is engaging and and fun because why shouldn't money be fun um but also helping and thinking about what products and services will actually serve the broader community better um, because a lot of them, like I said, they've been created by men for men and, and that's that's not like a bad thing. I'm, I'm not anti-men or anything like that. Um, I just would like it to be a little bit more accommodating to the broader community and yeah. so um, – and working on like, well, how can we, how can we do that? Which I think is, is really, it's a really exciting thing and an exciting time to be alive. Cause particularly as I was saying, like when women are economically empowered, we tend to use it to, like I said, um, take care of families, invest in education, invest in businesses, invest in social change. Um, so, uh, we, we like to use money as a force for good, which I'm really excited to see the impact of over yeah. the next few decades. Oh, beautiful. Where can people find out more about um, you, Betsy, and what you do? Yeah, well, I'm on uh, all the platforms. Um, so I, I do two things. I am a financial coach, uh, as you know, um, for myself at BetsyWestcott.com, and I'm on Instagram as Ms. Betsy Westcott. I am also the head money coach for the Fabulous Ladies Finance Club, uh, which has, I think, featured in um, some of your programs. Um, mm. So I do that with Molly Benjamin. Um, so you can find us at Ladies Finance Club. And our website is ladiesfinanceclub.com. And um, because I'm a dorky corporate, you can also find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> That's not dorky. I'm also on LinkedIn. I don't think yeah. you need to be a dorky corporate to be there. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's, honestly, it's my best my best platform. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys do you guys have a money boot camp coming up? 
Oh, yes. Oh, my God. How remiss of me not to mention it. But yes, we do. I'm really excited about this. So it's a, it's a six-week group coaching course. We do it online at 8 p.m. every Wednesday. Um, we're kicking off this Wednesday coming, so Wednesday the 15th of April. And, yeah, it's six weeks. I love this course because it's, it's all the things we should have learned, I don't know, from our families or at school or, or something. Um, and it's, it's, the, it's the beginning of your financial journey. If you're like, all right, I'm going I'm to financially adult this year. I'm going to get my house in order. I'm going to learn about these things. This is a really fun course, BYO Wine or yeah. Yummy Drink butcher whatever floats your boat um we meet at eight o'clock on a wednesday and we go through everything from your relationship with money and your money story to becoming a cash flow queen and learning how to manage your money in minutes um then we go on to the world of investing because for so long women have received messages about being thrifty and saving and that's good what we don't get taught and or spoken to is how do we go from saving to investing which is when you start using your money to grow and your money starts making money um so we we do the real foundations of what is investing what do you need to understand how do you get started safely um i explain what superannuation is and why you shouldn't touch your face or touch your super <laughs> and then how to buy a house because i know that's a big dream for a lot of people and a really big priority so how do you make yourself a really attractive home loan candidate? How do you look to buy a house? What happens after you win at auction or things like that? Um, and then to finish, I talk about how do you keep yourself safe? So what, what are the things you can put in place to make sure that all these good things that you've built up um, are safe from life's little surprises like global pandemics or illness or relationship breakdowns or things like that? So cover all of um those things and it's fun i i know i'm 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 probably sound like i'm selling it to you but i genuinely believe it's fun no (laughs) i i um never find finances fun but you and molly do make them a little bit more fun than the average the average financial people (laughs) (laughs) we hope so because like why not? It's you know, it's it's the fundamental part of life, and I don't know who decided it should be boring because like I bloody love money. It allows me to do all the fun things. Well, that's so. the thing, isn't it? Like we love spending money, and I mean, I love receiving money, but I don't love money. So it's it's like this real sort of it's this real kind of battle. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it's because like yeah, we've had people like tell us we're bad with it and we don't get it and it's really restrictive if we want to do ahead with it and it's like no 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 it's all about you know yeah engaging with it prioritizing it along with what's important to us and our values and then learning how to make it work harder <laughs> I love it. yeah love chatting to you Jordana. love this chatting to you too on. thank you for coming on the show it's so funny i haven't done interviews um on luna lover for a really long time but i just think that Right now, people need to hear from people who make them feel like it's okay to be going through whatever we're going through right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so true. And I, we need to come together. I mean, we're social creatures, I'm both sure as hell am. And I, I don't know, I, I feel better when I know other people are dealing with stuff. And I feel better knowing that, like, that we're going to get through this and, and being given tools to help us get through it. And I think that's something you do so well. Um, 
is enabling people to realize that they've got this. Mm. They've got all the they need to make it happen. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> make oh, it happen. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> that conversation with Betsy Westcott if you did I would love if you take a screenshot on your phone and post it to your Instagram stories tagging me at Jordana Levine and Betsy at Ms Betsy Westcott that's M-S Betsy Westcott there's been a few new additions to the Lunar Lover membership I've just introduced Yin yoga classes so every week you get a new yin yoga class in line with the energy of the moon so depending where it is in the cycle will depend on what we do throughout the class that's at no extra cost to the usual $22 a month which also includes two online moon circles one on the new moon one on the full moon you get journal prompts for both new moon and full moon and you get a beautiful guided meditation every new lunar cycle If you'd like to become a Lunar Lover member, all you have to do is head to the link in the show notes of this episode or jordanalevine.com forward slash Lunar Lover. I've also taken away the 12-month commitment, so you can sign up for Lunar Lover and cancel at any time. However, I do ask that if you can afford it and you are enjoying it, that you stick around. Until next moon, I'm Jordana Levine and you've been listening to Lunar Lover, the podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.